0: Thank you for joining in with Salt and Light Ministry. Please stay tuned as we dive into the heart of God. The characteristics of Christian. So throughout, so throughout the past, probably the past month, I have throw it up on Facebook. Don't get a lot of feedback on that. Uh, a lot of people have a tendency to shy away from me. They have a tendency to shy away from questions like this because it. It puts them in a reality of, of, I've got to think about this. So when you, we have to think about something, then uh, it pushes to, to, are we doing this right or are we doing this wrong? And so throughout this, I've polled about 27 people. And through those 27 people, actually, let's put it at 27, 29 people. And out of 29 people, two people turned around and walked away from me. And that was fine. I was not looking for a right or a wrong answer, but what I was looking for was I was, and I asked, and I would give him this. I'm looking for this. I'm either looking for your opinion, or I'm looking for scripture. Which one's it going to be? That's your choice. That's not. That's not what I, I want you to answer. Whatever you feel like it needs to be answered. But uh, so we label this relationship with God by this name, Christian, right? So when we say the word or the, or the terminology of Christian, uh, we, we hold it in a, in, in a stance of I have a relationship with God or I'm a believer. So, so but when we look in the letter of God's law, we can see that these type of individuals are identified and portrayed by many names that are synonymous. But the real question is this, are they known by their name or are they more associated with how they are known? And we as humans have the tendency to know and to remember people how they carry themselves, right? We've all heard this. A first impression is what? Finish it. A lasting impression, right? Because usually, sometimes the first time you meet somebody, he's man, they're so pretty, or man, they just—they're uh really—they're really, they're a smart person. Uh, this person is—is is this and this and this and that. And usually, that that first impression becomes a lasting impression until something be- becomes proven differently. So. So, so, so and it's, it becomes associated with how people carry themselves. So we can use the most perfect example of God himself. God was referred to many names, many different names that can only, that can only describe who he is. So when we begin to think about that, I want to lay some foundation here this morning that when we begin to quote unquote label Christians, when we begin to quote unquote uh, associate Christians or people that may wear a name tag or people that say, hey, I'm a believer. or Some people say, hey, I'm a pastor or some people say, hey, I'm a Christian. Uh, We we want to be able to to understand uh, why and how. So to use this, I want to use the most perfect example. I mean, what what better way, or what better person, or what better deity should I say, uh, can we use to describe a name? But the, really, the name is the name can only be showed by their attributes. So here's how. I, I just want to name a few things, if if I could, for just a few moments here this morning. Here are here is a list of names that that god has been identified as we're going to start in the book of genesis and we're going to roll all the way through Revelation. y'all got all day but we'll make this fast i am your shield this was the very first place that god described himself to someone now this was to abraham he said i am your shield and your exceedingly great reward here's the next i am your great reward I will be what I will be. I am Yahweh. I am El Shaddai, which means God Almighty. I am the Lord. I will be with you. I am God. I am the God of your fathers. I am Jehovah Rapha. I am Jehovah Jireh. I am Jehovah Nisi. I am am the God that goes before you. I am the God who sees you. I am the God that delivers uh, so, so these are only a few of the I am's of God. We kind of got through the Old Testament really fast here. And, and I wish that we could go with scripture and verse uh, to the reference of this. But I need you to follow along here with me. I'm going to be a little academic if you know what that means this morning. Amen. So, but let's not stop here. Let's not just stop in the Old Testament, right? Let's, let's, let's keep this thing rolling. Jesus had some to add to this list. Jesus continued with, I am willing. I am the Messiah. I am able. I am with you. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the resurrection and life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. I am the alpha and omega. I am coming soon. So how do we refer back to this? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Step outside of my notes. I'm going to give you a free one this morning. You've heard me talk about it. Jesus looked at his disciples one day, and he said, hey, guys, who, who does men say that I am. You hear that? Those two words right there. I am. So well, then they say, well, some say you're Jeremiah, some say you're Elijah, some say you're a great prophet, et cetera, et cetera. So now Jesus took all the popular answers away from him, right? So the next thing he did, he asked him, he's like, well, who do you say that I am? Oh snap! Who do you say that I am? And before they could even answer, you know, man, Paul just being so bold. I'm not Paul, but Peter just being so bold. Peter spoke up. Well, this was before his name was changed to Peter, but this his name was Simon, Simon Barjona. So then here's where his name became known as Peter. And he looked at him. and He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And so, so Jesus very swiftly, I, I, I could imagine that because of this revelation that Peter had received, Jesus looked at him and he said, Peter, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You didn't learn this in a classroom. You didn't learn this at seminar. You, you, you didn't, you didn't learn this sitting in Sunday school class. You, you, you. But my father, which is in heaven has revealed this to you the revealed is a short word for quote unquote revelation this is a revelation and what is what is a revelation to make known something that is unknown to make known something that is unknown and so and it became unknown to so many people so so this was where all the i ams came from when when you introduce yourself to somebody, watch this hi I am James, I am, did we hear the word I am, so who are we introducing before we introduce ourselves, and we don't even realize that, we're we're introducing Yahweh, we're introducing Yeshua, we're introducing him to people, and so, so that just becomes so important here, so, so, so I want us to understand that when we just say the word Christian here, I want us to understand that we're going to encompass, if we may, a, a series of names that Christians may be identified as, right? Because what we just did here was that Jesus was identified by what? Uh, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, all the same. He was identified by what? The way he carried himself. You see that? The way he carried himself. So, so we even see in the word, uh, uh, I won't give you a book in scripture on this because I don't know it off the top of my head. i just a uh, 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 brain fart if I may. Is that He said, I esteem my word above my name. So, so what does that mean? My word, my characteristics, who I am is more important than my name. So so it doesn't matter if we tell people if we're a Christian or all these names that we're going to go over here in just a minute. If we're not displaying that, then what? We're not living up to who we are proclaiming to be. Let me pray with you real quick before we get into this. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your love. Lord, I thank you for your anointing that has already begun to flow here this morning. I pray, Lord, that our ears and our eyes will be open, Lord, to see you, to hear you. Lord, to receive the very thing that you have for me today. Lord that I would walk out these doors Lord and that I would become and be known as the person that you've called me to be and not who people want me to be Lord that we would no longer be man pleasers but we would be God pleasers we thank you Holy Spirit have your way here today do do what you do best and that's reveal Jesus you are the revealer of all truth it's not that I need you to not not it's not that I need to remind you of your word, but Lord that we know that your word says this. And Lord, you esteem your word above your name. And Lord, this is a characteristic of you. Reveal to us, Jesus, Lord, here today. And we thank you in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Man, I done missed trying to left my handkerchief back there, didn't I? <laughs> Y'all might not miss it today. I probably will. But so, so, uh, so, all of these are a list of God's attributes and qualities, right? So they may not mention His name per se, but they give us an insight on how He operates, right? I am Jehovah Nisa, I am Jehovah Rapha, I am Jehovah Jireh. Uh, all these things describe his characteristics. They, they say who he is. So, so this is the same case with us. We may be called many different names, but our fruit is what defines us, right? Anybody ever seen an orange tree? Anybody ever seen an apple tree? Uh, how, how did you know that that's what it was? Because it bared fruit, right? It, it, the proof was in what and what we would say in the pudding. so 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 this is, becomes the very same uh, the same the catalyst, if we could say it in that way, thank you Mom. Th- that becomes the very same thing for us here today is that we become known and we are defined by how and what we are producing. So some of these names that God's children are called are as fallen. Christian, a disciple, brother and sister in Christ, a saint, a believer, a follower of the way, a friend, the elect, Christ follower, born again, or an adherent. And all of these things mean the very same thing. It just just happens to be a different verbiage. And so, so, so if we, if we could begin to, to look at it in that reference is that I don't want to, to leave this here in the perspective of we're just Christians. I want us to understand here today that the way that we carry ourselves will tell people who we are. And so we don't have to walk around saying, Hey, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm a Christian. D- does the mailman have to tell you he's the mailman? Does a police officer have to tell you that he's a police officer? It becomes very apparent uh, uh, bleh, bleh, apparent on the way that they carry themselves. So, so, so this seems to be so simple of two plus two equals four. It's, it's elementary to me. And so why is it not elementary to us? Is it because we've got it twisted? Is it because we've had a communicated knowledge and that man has taught us something? But what God wants us to have here is a revelation. He wants us to have a revelation of who he is and who he's called us to be. And And until we get that into our thick heads and our hard heart, we're going to continue to portray what people think that we should be. So, Jesus associated these individuals as the three. And here's what Jesus called people that flocked to him, that walked with him. He called them followers, he called them believers, and he called them disciples. So, we go back to the Great Commission, right? Romans 28, what does it say? Go ye therefore unto all nations, making disciples making this did he say make a convert did he say oh we'll just say the magic prayer lord i believe you i confess my sins uh hocus pocus now it's all done i I can do whatever i want to do from here It, it it don't work that way because if it worked that way then why did jesus try to show us the way of holiness why did he live the way that he lived? What makes us think that he's not called us in the same way? He called them followers. If Jesus was walking this way, well, then guess what? I'm following the leader. So, so if we're following his lead, then we're walking the same way that he's walking. So so that's what we're going to begin to cover. Man, we could go so much deeper than six weeks talking about the characteristics of a Christian. Uh, We we should honestly spend our lifetime in that manner if if we could. But what happens here is, is my job is to teach you how to fish, and then what? You'll eat for life. If I feed you a fish, you're going to eat for a day, right? But if I teach you how to fish... You're going to eat for life and i think that's why my father-in-law taught me how to cook on the grill because so he wouldn't have to do it the rest of his life <laughs> 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 yeah, but such a great teacher he was and watching mom and and my mother-in-law all of them in the kitchen and uh, i believe it or not i used to be skinny he looks surprised but I, I really did. I used to be a skinny, fi- a skinny fella. I was 6 o'clock. I was straight up and down. There was no curvature there. But but you know what? Um, my lady likes curves. Ain't that right, baby? <laughs> <laughs> So, so what I want to do here is I want to try to... I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because if we do, then I won't get into my message. What you mean? You ain't started your message yet? Oh, yeah, we have. It's just part of it. It's like, it's like Justin would say, we got to go all the way around the mountain to get back to the point that we're trying to bring out here. So so what I want to do is I want to list a few of the things that people said that, that I did the poll on about how would you describe... The characteristics, the qualities, or the attributes of a Christian. Here was probably one of the top answers that I got from, from some people. was well, Galatians chapter 5, the fruits of the Spirit. And that's so true. And we're going to touch on a lot of those throughout this series. Uh, another person... Um, Refer to John 13, he's talking about to love your brother and your sister. Uh, so you just happen to be in just such great standings because Valentine's is this week. Uh, but we love every day, right? We, we love like Jesus loved. So, so next week we're going to talk about the love that a Christian should be portraying, not just for God, but for others as well. I, I, I didn't plan it out this way, to be honest with you. Another person said this, probably one of my favorite here is fear God fear god and we're going to get into that a little bit later obedience humility and walking in the spirit another person said uh pure with all capital letters p-u-r-e when you think of something that's pure it does what it has no impurities so that means what Walking in holiness, walking in a reference of walking out of the word of God.'t I, I, I want us to understand it doesn't mean that we're not going to fall. I, I don't want to give you the hopes, but I'm saying is if, if we make God's main thing our main thing, uh, we're going to stay away from sin. We're not going to want to sin because it's like I love my wife so much I don't want to flirt with another woman. Let's be honest here I' I'm just we're just going to call the kettle black, right? So another person said, obedience, again, love, but not love as we know it, but agape. Oh, man, this is some good stuff. Another person said, stated, being Christ-like, meaning that we mimic Jesus in our actions and our deeds. Another continued to express about having a personal relationship and sharing the gospel. Another person said love, but but then they expounded as the definition of love that Jesus used. Again, we get back to agape. So come back next week. uh, Excuse me. Wow. And we'll fill in on that. Another responded with scripture from Romans chapter 9 verses 9, uh, chapter 12 verses 9 through 21. And we'll get into that later in this series as well. Another person said, follow the Ten Commandments. Another person said integrity, fully believing not just the parts that you like, and also being honest. So that means believing all of this, right? Not just the parts that oh, I don't like that part. I like math, but I don't. I don't like um, uh, dividing fractions. I don't know. Just just random. Uh, so so, uh, but but that if you like math, you like math. If you love Jesus. He'll love his word because Jesus is the word of God. Uh, integrity, fully believe, not just in part. Another person said, uh, uh, now, now some of these are, are non Christian people that uh, did a part of this poll as well. Another person said, don't hate. Another person said, believe in Jesus. Another person said, caring, motivated, goes to church. Another person said, positive, love your neighbor charitable giving to the poor here, here was one that i that, that, man because i, I kind of prized on this because i didn't hear this i don't know one else they said reading your bible reading and studying the bible so important in our walk with god display and love setting the example i love that one setting the example and i and i wish i could have put all of these up here on the screen uh, but I, I did not want my wife going through 500 slides here today uh, another person, you know, said being joyful, uh, belief in the Father, Son, and the Spirit, practicing of your faith, asking for forgiveness and strength. I find that to be very true as well. Pleasant, forgiving, helpful, devoted, loving, forgiving, doesn't judge. Treat others how you want to be treated. We've heard that as the golden rule before, right? Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Doing doing for without expectations. Don't be conformed to the ways of this world. And 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 I didn't put them all on here. I, I, I grabbed the majority of them. But a lot of these sounded like to be really good characteristics of how a Christian should be portraying themselves and how that they should be in operation. So so true believers. So true believers in Christ are recognized not by what they say they believe, but what actively marks their lives on a daily basis. Because we just talked about that, right? Uh, uh, You know a tree by the fruit that it bears. So, So it becomes very obvious that an orange tree is an orange tree. I've never seen apples grow on an orange tree. If you do, I'm gonna say it's not of this world because that that just that defies that. I wouldn't put it past man to that, that they may have already tried to make a hybrid tree. They want their cake and eat it too, right? So those are the characteristics of a believer in Christ. So we will start this series off with one of the most obvious signs for me the most the most thing that becomes a tall tale sign and if I don't say that slowly or or focus on that I I, I may trip over those words Uh, uh, you know last week I was sitting here. You know, kind of a little bit of altar call, and I got hung up. Uh, some of you know I get hung up and do a little stuttering from time to time. Wee, wee, we, wee, we, wee, 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 wee. And they might think that I'm French, and the little boy that was sitting over here, man, he just began to sneaker and laugh. And I approached him at the end of service. I said, you thought that was funny, didn't you? He said his mama is he looked up at his mama. i said it's okay i said i just get really excited sometimes and sometimes uh my mouth can't keep up with where my heart wants to go so it's okay I, i'm just going to use these characteristics that god's given to me to try to convey to you as well but i want to turn your attention here to uh, we're already 24 minutes into it and we're getting ready to read our first scripture galatians chapter 6 Galatians chapter 6, verses 14. Watch this. As for me, who was me? This was Paul. This was Paul. This was the Apostle Paul. Paul had a name change as well. He used to be called Saul of Tarshish. But what happened is when he met God, when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, when he met Jesus on his way to persecute Christians, he got a new name. Man, is, isn't that just something how when we really have an encounter with God, when we get a revelation of who God is, God changes our name? Man, we might, Man, that might be a serious one day. Y'all stay tuned on that one. As for me, may I never boast about anything except for the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been what? Has been crucified. And the world's interest in me has also died. Watch this. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been what? transform into a new creation wow wow because you see uh, the other other leaders had came and was trying to tell the, the the galatians that you had to be circumcised and seeing what that was was that was the law that was the old testament and they said that you have to be circumcised and most of us here are adults and we know what circumcision is but But Paul wanted them to understand that it is because of the cross of Jesus Christ that we are no longer bound to the things of the law. But what's more important than us abiding by that is that we have what? Is that we have been transformed we have been transformed into a new creation so as we look into the context of what paul was speaking to the body of christ we can see that paul made the distinction whether circumcision was necessary to fulfill the fellowship with god these words that was spoken here are the most realist and absolutely uh, uh, realist and obvious declaration for an individual to display circumcision isn't the sign if you have made the cut but have you transformed into a new creation if we could for just a few moments this morning break down this face transformed into a new creation As we dismantle the word transform, the Greek is metamopo, means to what? To change. When we begin to think about something that changes, just what happens to it? It's kind of hard to describe that, right? But it was one thing, and what? Now, it's another. You know, uh, we, we watch a series... Uh, it's called The Chosen. If you've not seen that, uh, it's such a great series. It's not a documentary. It, it's a show. Uh, but but that was, that's kind of the one thing that, that, that they've, they've strived on is that Mary Magdalene said that I was one way and now I'm another. So what happens was there was, there was a change. There was an obvious change that took place here. Another definition I found said this, transform. The process or act of profound and significant change resulting in a new state or form in a spiritual or a personal growth context, transformation refers to a fundamental and positive shift in one's beliefs, attitudes, values, behaviors, or identity. So when we think about the molecular structure of an object, you know what I mean by molecular structure, right? The, it's shape, the way the, it's form, it's shaped. So when we think about the molecular structure of an object, we can't help but see it for what it really is. This is a water bottle, right? Uh, and Now, I could, I could transform it and change it. I'm not much of an artist in that perspective. But the thing is, is that it can be changed. Anything, anything that's an object can be changed. So we can't deny that's a water bottle. We can't deny that this is a Bible. We can't deny that this is a handkerchief. It it is what it is. That is the obvious, right? So the proof that we see it with our own eyes proves that it is what it is. And because we have knowledge of that particular object, We can call it out as it is. It's the transforming part that will cause us to bring question that if our eyes are deceiving us. Watch this short video. happened here it, there was a transformation that took place and and, and, I, and but it became such an easy video to use right because we've become familiar with that I remember when when it came out as a cartoon when I was a kid Justin could probably relate as well we're kind of uh close to there in age um but 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 in within seeing that something that was within became what outwardly What was within became outwardly. And and so many of us here proclaim to say, hey, yeah, I am a Christian. But the reality is if I could this morning is have we, is what's on the inside that God has placed here, has it made its way on the outside? The, The only problem that I have with the transformers is that eventually they turn back into what they originally were. And that's not what we were supposed to. Do. That's why I didn't I didn't keep showing you clips. You, you see that? That was that was intentional. So as we witness firsthand the transformation that took place shows us what's beneath the surface. A new creation became visible because it did what? It manifested. Right? Some of us have allowed our demons to manifest. Let's just be really real here today. So what happens there is we've heard it before, the abundance of the heart, the what? The mouth speaks. So, so what's really on the inside will eventually come out. The question is, is this in here? Is, is this what's on the inside? And if you're not putting this inside every single day, how are you going to get something out that you ain't never put in? I, 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 are we on the same page with that? That's two plus two equals rocket science. So this same manifestation must take place. It must. I got all capital letters right here. Must. It's not a suggestion. It's not a recommendation. It has to take place. It must take place in our life. Let me take you back to the very conversation that Jesus had with one of the Pharisees. Turn with me to John chapter 3. You ready? ready? Let's roll. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are what? Are evident that God is with you. You see, there was the evidence there. He couldn't deny what he was seeing. So what he was trying to do was he was trying to understand the why and the how. He already knew the who. And and, the, and and it became obvious with what he saw here. And here's what Jesus said. Verse number three. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Isn't that funny that Jesus had to say that? I, I tell you the truth. It would it would I, I, oh, I almost, I almost did the woulda, 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 shoulda, coulda. Well, what if I came every week and I told you, it's like, man, man, I'm telling you the truth. Uh, do do y'all believe what I say or do y'all believe what I'm reading? Why do y'all think that I come with so much scripture every single week? Uh, that It's not about me. It's not about what thus says Pastor James. It's about what the word of God has to say. It's like I said, I can't change God's word, but God's word can change me and he can do it for you. You just have to put it. In you, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless, unless you are born again, you cannot, what's cannot mean? It ain't going to happen. It's not going to take place. There ain't no, can I have a kiss? No, you cannot have a kiss. I've heard that sometimes, right, gentlemen? You've heard No, you cannot. I'm mad at you right now. You must be born again or you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can produce only human life, but the Holy Spirit can give spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. This was Jesus saying this. It it happens. It takes place. And it, it can only take place through the spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, Watch this. You are a respectful Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen. And yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? The comparison that Jesus made here in verse 3. In in, in verse 3. Baby, if you could go back to verse 3 up here. I I want us to understand here this morning. Can you read along with it? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth unless you are Born again. Now if we could just stop there for just a moment. That word again carried two meanings. It carried two Greek meanings. One was just that simple. Again. The second meaning for again means from heaven. From heaven heaven and see and 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 nicodemus being a very religious scholar he was a high-ranking pharisees but yet he was trying to understand physical with spiritual and what else i want us to understand here today is you might not understand that i need to be transformed but you don't need to try to understand it with our our carnal mindset. We need to understand it from the aspect of what God has called us to do, that he's called us to be different. He said, I've called you out from amongst the world. I have called you to be different. You are a chosen priesthood. What light has fellowship with darkness? And I'm just picking from scriptures here, but these are all the things that, that become so important to us is that I'm supposed to stand And we can't understand spiritual things if we're trying to understand it fleshly. So what he did here was he, he tried to break this thing down for Nicodemus. And it wasn't about going back into your mother's womb and being born again because that was the physical but the spiritual part that Jesus wanted him to understand is you've got to be reborn. You, you know, I, I'm just going to be real honest here. I've, I've heard before some people, you know, that, that, that may have a lifestyle of homosexuality or, or those tendencies or things that way. They say, well, I was just born that way. Well, the answer to that is be born again. Be born again. And that's just that is the reality Because if we look in the scripture, it's not that Jesus hates the sinner, it's the sin. It's the sin that he died for. So, 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 so why would we ever want to do anything that becomes a disgrace in his sight? So, so if we're just going to be honest in, in that perspective, is it? Sin is still sin. There's no big sin. There's no little sin. And, you know, we've heard people, I told a little white lie or, you know, I told a little black lie. Uh, Sin is still a sin. Uh, Lying against your neighbor, cheating on your wife, stealing from the store, they all carry the same consequence. None of that changes. But the good news about that is that Jesus Christ died so that we would no longer be a slave to him. That we would no longer live in the bondage of that. And God has called us out from that. God has called us out from that. He's called us out from having a filthy mouth. He's called us out from being disrespectful to people. He's called us out. But the good thing about that that we have to say is that when I plant a little tree, let's just pretend this is a tree, right? I plant a little tree. It's not going to bear fruit tomorrow. It might not even bear fruit next year. But coming about three or four years, we're just thinking physically here, that tree should be doing what? Bearing fruit. And it's because it becomes cultivated. Fruit is cultivated. It, it It doesn't just plant itself. It doesn't just start overnight. But the thing is, is if you begin to water it, and if you begin to feed it, and if you begin to walk it out the way that God has called us to, if we become transformed, then we begin to do what? We begin to walk in the fruit that God has called us to. So if you'll stick at it all the way through the end, we'll probably end this series talking about being fruitful. Jesus continued to explain in verses 5 and 6 again. Again, we must view this saying from a spiritual aspect. Jesus said you must be born of water and spirit. The misconception of what Jesus was saying here must again be understood from a spiritual perspective. Because he said what? You must be born of what? And of what? Of water and of spirit. So you want to know where Jesus was referring to? I'm glad you asked. Turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 36. Therefore, give the people of Israel this message mm-hmm. from the sovereign Lord. I am bringing you back, not, but not because you deserve it. None of us deserve it, right? Because of his mercy and his grace. I, I'm not up here this morning because I deserve it. I'm up here because God, God called me to do it. I fought it. I didn't want to do it. But until I begin to walk in that obedience, come with us on part three. We'll talk about obedience. Not because you deserve it. I am doing it to protect my holy name on which you brought shame while you were scattered amongst the nations. I will show you how holy my great name is, the name on which you brought shame among the nations. And when I revealed my holiness through through you before their very eyes says the sovereign lord then the nations will know that i am the lord verse 24 i will gather you up from all the nations and bring you home again to your land then i will what i will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean your filth Will become washed. Let's think about it. We've all, man, especially us guys, when we were younger, we got outside and we probably got really dirty, right? When we play, we might even got down in the ditch, right, Micah? Do you ever get down in the ditch and play in the mud? And, and so, and I remember I used to come home and, and and I would be filthy, and I could only imagine what my mom was thinking. I was like, man, I got to wash these clothes, son. You don't need to wear these clothes out because they got to last you for a while, and. and so, so, so we can imagine that we become filthy. But usually what happens is our mom tells us to do, do what? Take off those dirty clothes and do what? Take a shower. That means we become clean. That doesn't mean that we weren't dirty before. Because we were what? we were all dirty. We were all dirty. We've all done things that are shameful. We've all done things that, that's not right in God's eyes. The beautiness of that is that God says he wants to sprinkle you with water and clean you. He wants to clean us up. You see, that's the thing is, is when you catch a fish, well, guess what? It's got to be clean, right? But you can't clean it until it's brought in. Any fishermen here, Mr. Lawing? <laughs> I, I, he, I think that's no pun intended, right? But, but I, 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 I'm not a great fisher, but I do have fishermen in the family that love to fish. But I know that that just happens to be the case, is you can't clean that fish while it's out there in the water. You can't clean a fish while it's out there in the world. It has to be separated. Are you following me? That fish has to be separated. And most of the time that fish is what? That fish is all alone when it's getting clean. All alone. There might be another one over here in the, in the bucket or something, but that fish is all by itself. So, so that's what God wants to do with us. And we can't become clean until we become separated. Watch this. Let, let, me, let me keep going on here. I'm getting a little excited here this morning. Your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idol gods. Or no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart and I will what? I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. You see what the spirit does to us when God places his spirit in us? it makes us not want to sin it makes us not to want be like the rest of the world this is that transformation that i'm trying to talk about here when somebody when somebody really gives their life to god i'm talking about really really because to every real there's a what there's a fake so 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 we got to be we got to be understanding and we're not here judging people i'm just letting the word speak to us this morning is all i'm doing the word will clean us up. Hallelujah. Water represents a cleaning, a washing away. We can find this same instance in the book of Exodus chapter 19. I know somebody said, man, I got to have another example on that one. I'm glad you were thinking about that. Exodus chapter 19, verses 9. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will come to you in a thick cloud, Moses, so that the people themselves can hear me when I speak with you. Then they will always trust you. Moses told the Lord what the people had said. Then the Lord told Moses, go down and prepare the people for my arrival. You notice the similarities here. You notice that God wanted to speak with the people. He wanted to come and to show himself. Watch this. Consecrate them today, tomorrow, and have them what? Wash their clothes. Be sure that they are ready on what? The third day. For on that day, the Lord will come down from Mount Sinai as all the people Watched, mark off the boundaries all around the mountain we're talking about going around the mountain that's what we're doing right here we're marking boundaries warn the people be careful do not well, watch this do not go up on the mountain or even touch what the boundaries are y'all following this god has god has set boundaries for us Anyone who touches the mountain, look, touch it. Anyone who touches the mountain will certainly be put to death. No hand may touch the person or the animal that crosses the boundaries. Instead, stone them or shoot them with arrows. They must be put to death. However, when the ram's horn sounds a long blast, then the people may go up to the mountain. You know what the washing of their clothes represented here? They just spent over 400 years in Egypt as slaves. Stinking. How many of us have been more than one day without washing? Let's be real here. Mike, I appreciate your honesty, buddy. I love you so much. But I had both of my hands raised, too, because I've been more than one. Hey, I was in the Marines. So there was times where I didn't get to get a shower every day. And even as an adult, I I might might miss something because i get tired don't judge me on that please i am a clean person but 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 the reality is is when we think about it they had 400 years of filth and what represented was their clothes the very things that they wore the thing the very things that that they they were in bondage to and god wanted it to be washed clean when you come before my presence He wanted the filth of Egypt washed off for their life. Before that they would come before him. They were specifically told to stay within the boundaries created, or they would what? They would die. What does this mean? You'd be separated you 'd be separated i 'm a land surveyor by trade, so I understand what boundaries are. I understand that, hey, this right here, this is my property line and 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 nothing of mine is supposed to be placed on the other side of that and when you get a little bit more technical when you begin to build a house, well what happens is you have setbacks from these property lines, and that means this is the place. That you can build on your property, you can't just because it's your property. You can't come over here in the corner. I'm going to build my house right here on the corner. And what that does is that protects the interests of other people. It protects the interests of your neighbor. And it, 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 there, there, there's so many things that really goes in that that brings a protection. So when we are building God's house here, God has given us setbacks within the boundaries. And there's places that I'm not supposed to affiliate myself with. There's things that I'm I'm supposed to stand apart. Let's just be real honest here. Let's just think about this. How many of you would say, I know the pastor reads his Bible every day. I, I know the pastor prays. I, I know the pastor visits people. I, I know that the pastor studies for the sermon on Sundays. But that becomes what? That's your expectation of me, right? Do you think that I'm holier than thou? You think that what God has called me to do is any different than what he's called you to do? He's called us to all to walk in this. And so so we've got to remember that this is the standard. This is what God has called us to. What makes us think that that we're any different here? let, let, let Let me get back on task here. As we continue with this message of hope, we will bring our attention to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 11 through 20. Buckle up. We're hitting overdrive right now. Because we understand, watch this. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. Are you seeing this? I, I, I'm working hard That people can see Christ in me. We work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere and I hope you know this too. Are we condemning ourselves to you again? Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us. So you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. Wow. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring God glory. I, I can vouch for that one. If if we, are in our, if we are in our right mind, it is for your benefit. You many times I've been called this? Bible thumper. Man, why you got to put the word in everything? Why, why ain't the word in everything already? We we put too much of the world. We put too much of ourselves in it. And if it seems we are crazy, it's to bring God glory. And if if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit, verse 14. Either way, God's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe what? That we all have died to our old life. He died for everyone. Watch this. So that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, we live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Verse 16. So we stop evaluating others from the human point of view. We're guilty of that. we got to change our human view to a spiritual view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely as a human from a human point of view. But the reality became when he died. And then he resurrected. Then we begin to view him. Not as a man no more. But who he always proclaimed to be. The son of God. Watch this. How differently we know him now. Because it becomes a revelation. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ. Has become a new person. A new person the old life is gone a new life has begun and all of this is a gift from god who brought us back to himself through christ and god has given us this task of reconciling people to him for god was in christ reconciling the world to himself no longer counting people sin against him and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation so we are christ's ambassador god is making his appeal through who us we speak for christ when we what plead come back to god how how in the world let me be honest with you here for a second This is not a true story. I am make this known. What if your pastor was out last night committing adultery? I'm just asking a question. What if I was out committing adultery? Would you want me up here? No. Why not? It's a sin. Then why do we put ourselves in a different bracket? Why do we put ourselves in a different category? Everybody here is called to do the same thing that I've been called to do. The Great Commission, go ye therefore make disciples of all men. To make that record straight, no, I don't commit adultery on my wife. But the view is that if the pastor is doing that, I don't want him here trying to tell me how I need to be living. So how are we going to tell people about the love of Jesus Christ if we ain't walking it out? How are we going to do that? How are we going to tell them how to be a Christian when they don't see us being a quote unquote Christian? Oh, we wearing a name tag now? Does this really need to be expounded on more than what it already has become transparent? Does it really? Paul made this relation as we fearfully, it's our fearful responsibility. This statement is included in our definition of of the fear of the Lord. Let's view it together one more time. I want us to know this by heart. The fear of the Lord is a profound and an abiding respect and reverence for God. And all things he declares holy to give God the most high, the infinite and utmost honor in every area of our life to deeply tremble in awe at the privilege of his presence and the wonder of his word. The word to worship God alone with passionate praise and continual thanksgiving. The fear of the Lord, watch this, the underline, is to honor what he honors, to love what he loves, to hate what he hates, to make his main thing, Our main thing, the fear of the Lord is the internal disposition that produces fear, dread, and terror at the very thought of offending God. This tempering makes it impossible for the Christian to sin casually, wholeheartedly, persistently, or consistently. The fear of the Lord is to depart from evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. The fear of the Lord is to submit Our will to embrace his will fully. It is a cleansing and and purifying agent that endures forever. The fear of the Lord is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and it is Jesus' delight. This is a proof. This is proof that the Holy Spirit abides within your life. Where do we stand? Where do we stand? Pastor, you, man, you, you preach such a hard word. I, I, I'm, I'm not telling you anything different than what God has called us to. Be ye holy for what? I am holy. God has called us to that. So as we mentioned last week, why do we entertain ourselves with the very things that put him on the cross? Why do we entertain ourselves with the very things that put him on the cross? being transformed as we continue to let the word of God minister to us here today, we will find the voice of the Holy spirit and what Paul spoke to the saints of Rome. Watch this Romans chapter two. We're, we're, we're getting real close. Ladies and gentlemen, Romans chapter two, verses 28 for you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through ceremonies of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. A true And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is what? It is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. And a person with a changed heart, what? Seeks praise from God, not from people. Y'all read that for yourself, right? Did, did, that, say, did that say Pastor James chapter 2? That says Romans chapter 2. This is what God has to say to us. And, and so, so he said, you're not a Jew just because you were born of Jewish people. You're not a Jew just because you follow the ceremonial rituals. Can we get real here for just another second? If we could be bold this morning and say the same way that Paul spoke, we would understand the magnitude of this profound truth. As we relate this to each of us individually, this truth finds us where we really are. If you place this statement in layman's terms, we could speak it this way. Just because you were raised in a Christian home doesn't make you a Christian. Just because you say you're a Christian doesn't mean you're a Christian. Just because you come to church doesn't make you a Christian. Just because you pay tithe doesn't make you a Christian. Just because you have a title. Doesn't make you a Christian. It is the change. It is the transformation. That is the proof in the pudding. You can't deny that. You can't can't deny that this bottle of water is a bottle of water. Its attributes displays that. So this is the number one tall tale sign that you have made Jesus Lord of your life. It says it. As I've said it before, and I'll continue to say it, Jesus is everyone's Savior because he did what? He died for all of mankind. But Jesus is not everyone's Lord because not everyone that proclaims to be a Christian has made him Lord. You want some proof? Okay, Romans chapter 10. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For if you believed in your heart that you are, that you are made right with God, it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. To declare means to make it known publicly, not by words but by what? By actions. We've heard the saying: "Actions speak what?" They do. Is your spouse your spouse because you have a piece of paper or the vows that you've made? Technically, the verbiage says that, but watch this. Your spouse is your spouse because of your actions. Remember, somewhere in your vows, you most likely said to love, honor, and to cherish. Were these words or had they become actions? Because you show them to me, and then I can believe them. I've not always been a good husband. And it's taken me a while to learn to love and honor and cherish my wife the way that God has told me to. But I never would have known if I don't know Jesus. We place the same emphasis on Jesus as being Lord. He's not. He you, you can't be your Lord unless you're bowing a knee to Him. Follow me again. Luke 6 46. So, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? Letters in red. You want to know? Matthew 7 21. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only who? Only those who actually do the will of my Father. In heaven will enter. He didn't say those that proclaim. He said those that do. Those that do. No, I'm not treading lightly here this morning. Verse 22. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply. Did he say I don't know you no more or what? I never knew you. You were never mine to begin with. Not until you actually do what? Do the will of the Father. Until you walk it out. Until you're living it. Until you're transformed. I am I'm, I'm man I I know I know this morning that this is not the message that you came to hear this morning. But it is the message that's going to change your life. I told you this morning, when you walked in this door, you have the decision to walk in that door being a totally different person today. This is right here before us this morning. In closing today, all y'all's favorite part, right? (laughs) I know I've been over a little bit over an hour already. Romans chapter 12. Can't leave this wonderful verse out, right? Can't leave this one out. Because this, this, this speaks so much volumes. Watch this. This is what Paul spoke to the Romans. He said, and so, dear brothers and sisters. the stop. Time out. Did he say, dear, dear sinners? What, what did we say? That a Christian was also known as brothers and sisters? So who was he talking to? He was talking to the church. Just like I'm talking to the church here today. He was letting people know where they need to be standing. Paul, Paul, even a minute, he said that I'm not without fault. He even said, I'm the chief of sinners. I've committed more sins than all of you. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Have we really thought about that? Have we really thought about all that he's done for us? Even when we didn't even recognize it. Even when we didn't even recognize it. All that he has done for us. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. The kind he will find what? Acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Verse 2. Don't copy so understand the urgency in this if you didn't get verse one i want you to get verse two today don't copy the behavior and customs of this world the world will tell you it's okay to do this it's okay to do that and if we don't do what the world says is okay and not okay then we become what we, we don't become accepted by the world we don't fit the what the status quo God didn't call us to fit in with the world. Man, I want, I want to stand out. I want to stand out for the gospel. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but what? But let God change you. Let him transform you into a what? A new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for your life, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Perfect. I want us to understand here this morning get away from my notes I want us to understand here this morning we've talked about it the fish does not become clean until he's what? until he's separated from the rest of the fish, right? so the thing is is when we come to God God has called us to come as we are to come as we are And when I came back to God, I was so dirty. I was so filthy. Me and my wife were even separated at the time. And I know some so many people thought so many bad things about me. I mean, I I don't know, and it really doesn't matter. But I know when God said, go home. I didn't go because I wanted to go. Be honest with you. I went because God told me to and when God said, I want you to begin to preach again, I didn't begin to preach again because I wanted to, I preached because God told me to. Upstairs in my office at home, in front of a, in front of my iPhone with a microphone and headphones on, I began to preach and I began to proclaim the word of God. And I felt so much like a John the Baptist that so many people didn't want to hear what I had to say. But it wasn't people pleasing that I was looking for. I was looking to please God. And I had to be separated. I had to be separated from all the people that I associated myself with so that I could become clean, so that I could be washed and God's Spirit could be placed within me. So you ask yourself the very question today. Are you ready to be different? Are you ready to no longer to carry and wear a name tag that says, hey, I'm a Christian? If you go to the auto part store... And you begin to ask the person behind the register some questions. You may notice their name tag may say, Bob. But somebody in there that has a name tag that says the manager, right? So if you begin to approach the manager, you're expecting him to have what? Knowledge of your question. To have knowledge of what you're seeking. You're not looking for someone that's just wearing a name tag. You're looking for someone that's fulfilling the role. Lord, I'm tired of the status quo of what people say that your followers should be. Lord, and I want what your word says that I'm supposed to be. Because, Lord, you've called me to be different. You've called me to stand out. Lord, as I've asked the people the question before, it may seem silly, but I asked the people a question, what color crayon are you? And they say such and such color. You know what color I say? I'm orange. Because I want to stand out. I want to stand out. When you begin to talk to people, where does your conversation go? Does your conversation become about Jesus, or is it about what the world has to offer? See, Jesus is coming back soon. Last, a young man one time, I said. How are we going to be judged? They said, man, I have no idea. Jesus said that we will be judged by the words that he has spoken. What was the words that he spoke? These 66 books. That's what's going to judge us. Are we taking an open book test with a closed book? you going to fail it. Let me pray with you this morning. Lord, I thank you today for your word, your heart that you've displayed to us. Lord, I thank you for the truth, Lord, that is so absolute that it leaves us without question. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you've revealed Jesus this morning. I also thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've brought conviction of sins. Sin just simply means the opposite of who God is. I thank you that you've revealed those very things to us that's opposite of God's nature. And that you've called us forth to do more. To walk in reference to your word, to be that little sapling, Lord, that's planted, Lord, and that will continue to be watered and fed, Lord, that we can grow into the person in which that you've called us to be. Maybe you're here this morning. I pray that all heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I'm not even looking. Maybe you be honest with yourself. Maybe just say, "Hey, I'm still I'm I'm unsure about this. I, I I'm unsure about Jesus. I I I don't I don't know which direction that I should be going. But but what I feel right now is is, is I feel a tug, and, and and I know that what you're saying is true. And I don't understand of how I know what you're saying is truth." But it's just as simple as we said in Romans chapter ten that if you would believe in your heart, believe is followed with actions, and if you would confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died on a cross, that He resurrected, and He becomes Lord of your life, it said that you shall be saved. There's no hocus pocus to it. It's just that simple. You see, when we when we give our hearts to God when we give our lives to God then we spend the remainder of our life bringing sanctification to our body will it be an easy road it don't matter if it's easy or hard God said that I would be with you every step of the way who else do we need on our side So I'll even say it with you, Lord, if you forgive me of my sins, Lord. I believe that you died, and I believe that you rose again. And I confess you as Lord of my life, Lord, and I want to be your child. I welcome you, those that may be in here, those that may be viewing us online. I welcome you into the arms of God. Go forth this morning and display Jesus for all the world to see. Lord, again, we thank you today, Lord, for your love. We thank you for your truth here, Lord, your word that's infallible. We thank you, Lord, that you've displayed to us, Lord, so many things, Lord, that we still may have a hard time to understand. But, Lord, it's by faith that, that, that Abraham was counted unto righteousness. Lord, and it's by faith, Lord, that we believe your word, Lord, here this morning. Lord, and we go forth, Lord, and we become transformed into a new creation. A new creation that's a new species. A new species brings attention. Lord, we thank you today. Bless us. Keep us safe, Lord, until you bring us back here again safely, Lord, next week if you see fit. And we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for those that have joined us on Facebook, uh, YouTube, live. We just thank you. If you're looking for a church home, we'd love to have you. But we're going to keep on proclaiming the message that God has given us to speak. I love each one of you. God bless you.